Hey Jared, what do you want to be when you grow up? Alexa, what do I want to be when I grow up? Sorry, I don't know that. <laughs> okay. I guess the, the I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the answer's unclear. Yeah. Alexa, what do you want to be when you grow up? If growing up means it would be beneath my dignity to climb a tree, I'll never grow up. Never. Not me. J.M. Barry. <laughs> there you have it. There Annalisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be Alexa. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, she knows everything. She's, Except she... what you want to be when you grow up. Alexa is a smart cookie. Well, so as you can tell, we just got a new Alexa and we're still kind of tinkering with it. And it's pretty darn exciting. Yeah, well, I'm... Hopefully, I'm going to actually be putting out some, uh, they're called skills, and hopefully we're putting out some skills on Alexa in the near future, so I, I'm sure to be plugging those here on the <laughs> On the show, yeah, the show. I would imagine so. So, um, so, to answer your question correctly, what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. Uh, an Alexa developer. Hmm. Yeah. And that's actually pretty legit. I think that's the most honest you've ever been about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Actually, there's actually, I think there's some good opportunities there, so we'll see what, we'll see what that, uh, what develops in that development area of developing. (laughs) So Jared wants to be a developer. Um, I want to be a little bit better for next year's trivia. Um, I just went to a trivia night the other night and, oh man, my pop culture is off. I do not know what's happening these days with these kids and their music and I, you know, art history I'm pretty good at and even some of the geography I was okay with, but... I I didn't do well with pop culture. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't even know the name of Bruno's Bruno Mars's latest you know Grammy winning album. So missed that one and couldn't help my team. So I couldn't tell you a single Bruno Mars song. Oh, I bet you could. I you. guarantee you, I couldn't. Hmm. I guarantee. If in fact, if he wasn't as big as I don't even know who Bruno Mars is. Like I couldn't. You could show me a picture of Bruno Mars and Mars, and I would struggle to figure out which one's Bruno Mars. <laughs> Pretty handsome. He's a little yeah. more handsome than Mars. Um, but yeah, so I, I was at Trivia Night and I did not do as well as I thought I would, but it was still a lot of fun. And um, my team, even though we did not win, we said we'll we'll reconvene next year for, for a comeback, a comeback tour. So how has your week been, Jared? The week sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've just had tons of martial arts over the years and, and my joints suck because of it. Um, and my shoulder has been really bothering me lately, so I'm getting physical therapy. And between that and my back and having a cold, it's just been a long, dreary, painful week. But I'm off today. Um, and we and it's the end of February, which means March is going to be here soon. So. Yeah, yeah, well, March comes in like a line. It does, but even so, it's it's better than February. I feel like it sounds it sounds more like spring. And I hear some footsteps, so I think we're going to be joined by um, a certain someone here in just a minute. I would say Audrey is. Sounds like Audrey might be making her way towards us. Yeah, yeah, she did really good. We just we just literally just got done doing our interview with Sean, which I'll tell you, you won't hear this in the edit, but literally, like I coughed and coffee came out my nose during the interview. That's just that's that's, that's why we're glad it's just video and not audio. Or that it's just audio. <laughs> That's why we're glad it's audio and not video. Right. All right. Hey. Hi, Audrey. Hi. Want to come say hi to everybody? Say hi to everybody. Say hi to the podcast Mommy. world. Yes. The iPad isn't working anymore. The iPad isn't working anymore? Uh-oh, I'll have to come and take a look at it. Can you say hello to everybody? Say hi, podcast world. Can you tell everybody, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, a mermaid. A mermaid. Ooh. Why do you want to be a mermaid? 
Where does a mermaid live? Under the sea. Under the sea. Do you like water? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty neat. And if you can't, what if what if all the mermaid jobs are taken? What what do you want to be then? Aurora. Aurora. Oh, uh, the princess Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be Sleeping Beauty? Because I love being a princess. Oh, because you love being a princess. Is that is that Sleeping Beauty's name is Aurora? Her name is Aurora. I don't. I never knew that. Yeah, she's name named Aurora. after Illinois. <laughs> Aurora, Illinois. Yeah. I didn't know there was an Aurora, Illinois. I think it's in Illinois. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. How about that? Well, odd. Um, how about I go and I'll fix that iPad for you in just a couple moments? No one. We, we have to finish no up. No one. You want to fix right now? All right. Well, right we can fix it right now. This is... Say goodbye to everybody, Audrey. Bye. Here's our interview with Sean Blair. All right. So we're here today with Sean Blair. With me, as always, is also Annalisa. Hi, Sean. Good, uh, good morning, actually. Not afternoon yet. Yeah, it's, it's a little too early to be afternoon, but I mean, we can be optimistic. Right. Good morning, everybody. How are you, Annalisa? I'm all right. Good, good. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing fine for a Monday, I suppose. Right on. Um, so I was telling Annalisa before the podcast started, I was thinking about um, how long I've known you, and, and I realized you actually might be my like longest friend of all time. And I think I've known you for somewhere around almost 27 years. It's definitely been a while. Um, I lose track of all time. <laughs> but, uh, but 27 yeah. is a big number. That's, that's great. I, I haven't grown much since we first met, probably, but uh, <laughs> I think I stopped growing in first grade. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I was actually – that was the next part of the joke because I was going to say we're both the same height we were 27 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually used to be tall for my age, but um, that, that's changed. <laughs> you just got tall and then stayed there. <laughs> um, do you remember how we met sean because it's really not a good story but uh you know it's probably not the most entertaining but um you know honestly probably mostly through our parents but then of course through, through church and that sort of thing um, unless you can think back further than that nope that's okay. exactly it it was okay. uh church it was uh, yeah we all we all went to the same church and uh and then you and I used to skateboard together for a while. I was no good at it. You were all right. You were pretty uh, good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I went on to film many uh, skateboarding videos throughout college, which uh, were all quite a bust as well. So, <laughs> I, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you made any skateboard videos. Yeah, th- I'll save you from uh, having to watch those. They're pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the sk- people I skated with were, were good at that point, though. All right. All right. You don't skate anymore, do you? Um, every now and then I pick it up in my basement and try to ride around, but ends in an epic failure. <laughs> um, I have a friend who, uh, just posted a picture the other day and they were covered, um, in some road rash. They, they went out and tried to pick up the skateboard. They're, they're probably about our age and, um, picked up the skateboard and they are covered in, in road rash now. So it didn't go as, as well as they had intended. I don't think so. Maybe it's something like once you know that you'll have to take care of yourself and the broken bones that occur, I, I feel like I'm less inclined to want to do things that could cause me, you know, real harm whenever the kids um, need me, essentially. Go big or, uh, or die big. Mm-hmm. And make one of those epic fail videos that they have now. I could make so many good epic fail videos. I feel like that could be my calling. <laughs> Maybe that's what you'll be when you grow up. When I grow up, I'll be an epic fail video <laughs> producer. I want to know a little bit more about who Sean Blair is. That, that seems to be our broad, open-ended question that we ask. Keep it short, just so that I have a little context. Yeah, married 11 years, dated uh, about six and a half years before that. Been in my industry, my line of work for about 14 plus years. 
All right, so let's go back to uh, when you were way back in college. So what, what did you want to be when you, uh, when you grew up? Well, well, you can you you start back as far as you yeah, can go back as far we, as you like, want. We like hearing those early I mean, stories. You want to go way way back? Um, probably when I was like four or five. I wanted to be Superman. That's uh, quite an you know, aspiration. Wouldn't want to have yeah. superpowers. Right. Later on in life, I realized that wasn't going to happen. So <laughs> I, I <laughs> last thought, year, <laughs> like last year, you just <laughs> <laughs> some days I still think I'm Superman. You know, got real bitter cold without a coat, but you know I can't even handle that. So. Crime fighting wasn't for me, but yeah, later in life, uh, around high school, eighth, ninth grade, I really started getting serious with computers, uh, more so than your average user. You know, these days, kids obviously are brought up with computers, but you know, my age range at that point or that time in, in my life, that really wasn't super common. I mean, it was starting to come on the horizon, but really what got me into it was the security aspect of computers, which probably got me in a little bit of trouble with, you know, not, not the law, but you know, my parents, that sort of thing at that age. But uh, it was what I had an interest in. It was more of an obsession even at that age, but what I thought I wanted to do at that age, because I didn't really apply myself very well in high school was I thought I wanted to join either the sides show or the circus. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of odd talents and uh, I thought it'd be a good way to travel and meet new people. Reality hit later on that there's not a lot of, uh, traveling circuses around at that point. So, <laughs> so I thought, well, let's do something with my obsession. So I uh, went on to uh, a technical school where I got two associate's degrees, uh, computer programming and computer forensics, uh, which I do nothing with those at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Money well spent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it did give me some fundamentals for networking, that sort of thing. Uh, networking, sure. and IT services are primarily what I do now. Um, have a like I said a, a lot of experience as far as that goes but not as much professional training I guess you could say done a lot of reading and self-educating over the years always had the plan to go on and expand that uh, education level but ended up getting married getting comfortable with my last position for a while and that just never really happened in a way it's I, I almost prefer it this way but in a way you know the education is always nice too so uh, but it has its benefits you know like I didn't spend a lot more money on the education, uh, being that I ended up starting my own thing. I don't know how much it has benefited me. I think the hands-on experience that I've gathered over the last 14 plus years has probably been more important. Mm -hmm. I made a ton of contacts over those years. And those contacts are really what brought me to where I am today. While I didn't care for my previous place of employment, it wasn't all bad. You know, there's a lot of good in that bad, like those contacts I made along the way and the, uh, the skill set that I picked up along the way. Right. Um, and let's talk about that. So you're, you're done with college and you start your job and you don't have to give the name of the company if you don't want to. But um, what was that? What was the focus with that job? Like, what did you do mostly? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that varied greatly. Um, that particular business owner didn't understand that when there's a slow point in your year, um, what other types of IT services you could provide. So he went out into like the hobby side of things. Um, literally, you know, I did a little bit with like RC cars and paintball, that sort of thing. Things that I really didn't want to do, but I kind of phased myself out of that in that company. After about the first year of being there, I took on the service call technician role, I guess you could call it, uh, where I went out to a lot of commercial accounts, uh, local medical offices, law offices, trucking companies, vets, you name it, pretty diverse clientele, and did their managed IT services, basically. 
you were doing the IT work for these different locations. So you were kind of yeah. going. So they outsourced yeah. to us. Uh, you know, they're small to medium sized businesses. They can't really afford full time IT. And that role's basically kind of grown uh, over the years. Yeah, I'm basically doing the same type of work now, um, except we finally have some extra help because at that time, for those nine years, I was basically the only one on the road doing that work. Uh, so, and that was eventually you trained. Were you with that, that company or that employer for? A while, and then, yeah, and then, nine years. okay. So then, after nine years, you broke off on your your own, right? Exactly. All exactly. Right. And did you did you have a partner, or did you start it on your own? Pick up a partner on the way. How did that transition work for you? And tell us a little bit about that company too, because I don't. A lot of our, our listeners aren't going to, you know, they don't know who Bob and George's are, or George yeah, and Tom, or so Bob and Tom. Oh my goodness, what is the name of your company? George and Bob's. I know George and Bob's. Right, and uh, that's that's our fault. So. <laughs> And you're neither George nor Bob. No, uh, we do have a beau. I keep telling him to add the B in the end, but yeah, he's uh, he's one of our other road techs that's helped out quite a bit over the last couple of years or so. And where where are you? I mean, you don't have to give us your full address here, but <laughs> I'm in my living room, <laughs> and, and you don't have to tell me that. But a general idea. I, I'm just not sure. Yeah, we're just up at the Georgian place in Somerset, PA. Uh, oh, okay, the, Somerset. The Georgian Bob's Computer Service. That was to be a temporary name. We never. Never actually changed it, but uh, for paperwork-wise and client-wise, we had a lot of clients when we first launched, so we didn't want them to think that we kind of went under already, so we just kept the name and kept the fun. If anybody calls looking for George or Bob, we know it's a sales call, so. <laughs> that, that actually makes it convenient, right? Yeah, it has its pros, but. So we're, we're not very large, but uh, it's myself, a business partner, um, and then three other full-time employees, probably in the need of actually hiring another technician here in the near future, but uh with the upcoming arrival of my baby a few weeks, uh, months back, you know, we just kind of put that on hold. Probably should pick that up and revisit things. Mm-hmm. So what is it like, you know, before you had a, had, had an, you were working for somebody else. So, you know, you knew that paycheck kind of, you knew it was coming in from somebody else. What is it like whenever that, that flips and now you're the one kind of providing the paychecks and it's sort of all on you? Well, it was, uh, it's a little scary at times. Don't get me wrong. We had a basic time frame. Uh, I don't recall the time frame, but we had a set time frame and what we would want to transition from working at that previous employment to, you know, working for ourselves. We did some side jobs on uh, along the way. You know, we did work for a lot of different offices at that point, and uh, quite a few times going into those offices, they would be like, you know, I, we see who you're working for. Why don't you go off and do this your, on your own? And I would just kind of brush it off. Uh, but after a few years of hearing that, it kind of put some thoughts in your mind of, hey, you know, maybe there's something to this. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have the the confidence in me that to believe that I could make it happen, you know, why why am I doubting myself? And then uh, we kind of took that ball and rolled with it, kind of build some funds on the side as as we went through. And that's why George and Bob's was George and Bob's because we didn't really want to be associated with the business, but yet we needed all the tax IDs and all that already sure. set up. So, oh yeah, that's that's smart thinking. That, I mean, in a way, it was, but uh, you know, it helped us build the funds. But um, the name, yeah. Um, <laughs> but now you're known. I mean, you've got that name. It's known. You guys have been in business yeah, exactly. for quite a while. So, and, and we had a lot of commercial accounts when we first launched. Uh, residential accounts, we, we brought a lot of those as well. But when we had left there, probably about eighty-five percent of the commercial accounts went with us because they were so used to seeing my face day in and day out. You know, you didn't see the the owner of the previous business or anyone else unless they were there to collect the check. You know, I built that rapport over the years, and a lot of them respected that. And I just kind of told them what my plans were, and uh, they decided to kind of come on board with us. We 
gained another probably 10%. So it brought us up to about 95% of those clients, those commercial accounts over the next couple of years. And of course, we brought on a lot of new clients since then. But Wow. Okay. So how long, just so that I remember, how long are you, are you in this business, like on your own now? It's been yeah, on our own for about six years or so. Wow. Six years. Okay. That's great. You know, and you're, you're kind of, I think it's interesting because, you know, coming into the tech world, you are one of those people who you kind of lived like prior to tech and post tech, you know, and there's, there's all these people now who are going to go, you know, into this business. I I feel like it's probably a, a completely different experience that they'll have than what you had because, you know, kids today and, and people today who are, are looking to go into some kind of field with, with computers, IT, they've been around computers from the moment they were born, you know, mm-hmm. where for you, you know, you, you didn't necessarily have that educational piece you thought maybe you needed, but you had so much hands-on experience that, that you were able to gather that, you know, that helped you, but it's even going to be different because the next generation, they, they've had nothing but hands-on experience always, you know, will they, like what will happen? I wonder to the educational part of it, what will people have to go into school? I wish I could shed some light on that subject, but, uh, you don't, right. Yeah. I, I'm really just kind of speculating and something new. Yeah. You know, and that's a good point. Like your business, Sean, is a great example of this because you have some people who just serves the the front facing retail part of your business with just general sales and you guys have some tech support for residential which is not the same severity as you know going to like one of your commercial accounts and working with their vast network versus someone's you know much smaller and less complicated home network right you know we do the residential repairs and sales as well uh here Mm -hmm. at the business but uh I generally try to distance myself from that, except for the Mac side of repairs, since I'm the only one that really wants to tackle that. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more well-rounded than some of the other techs here as well. So kind of a jack of all trades, master of none, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's that's enough. A pretty, that's something we hear over and over again, though. I think that that's important. You have to have a, a large skill set. So yeah, that seems pretty important. So as I just mentioned a minute ago, you guys have a front-facing retail side as well. Right, and that's in the Georgian Place Mall. Uh, you sell PCs. What else do you guys sell? Um, mostly PCs. Uh, we did uh, some cell phones for a while, but I tell you what, uh, it, it was mostly like an in-between phone for those that you know broke their equipment, uh, you know their cell phone, their Android, iPhones, in-between contracts. But with contractual agreements changing pretty drastically, and honestly, the price of refurb phones skyrocketing. We're kind of getting out of that, but mostly uh, sales, uh, service. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much our primary focus. Sales have always been our kind of our third tier of what we focus on. Right. Uh, service really being the number one commercial accounts than residential. What about candles? How's your candle business? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's just an impulse buy for some of our clients. Uh, you know, we do work for a lot of, not, not to diss them or anything, but uh, you know, we, we appreciate all of our clients, but you know, we have farmers and stuff too that, you know, they're in midday work and they come in, they need equipment fixed and you know, they were out working in the farm or in the fields and in the barns and they don't necessarily smell the best. So we got these candles and they, they smell great. Uh, we got a lot of people asking us, um, you know, where do you get those? And so we thought, you know what, we'll just offer them to our clients. And uh, so, so we started selling them because of that. So it's a computer and candle. Yeah. Shop. It, it's, <laughs> so you're uh, a candle maker too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Somehow we thought, well, if nothing else, we get them for a discounted rate. And if our clients like them, great. And uh, yeah, we get some people coming in looking just for the candles. So. <laughs> That is really funny. That's that's my favorite thing about your business. And for our listeners, where Somerset is, is it's very, very rural. There's a lot of farmland out there. And, and I mean, it's not uncommon for any 
any retail business in, in the area where we all live to have something to freshen up the store when, when customers come in. It's just, it's part of the business. So <laughs> It is. It is. But, you just uh, roll with it. You know, we'll, we'll take the clients. Uh, they're, like I said, they're great clients. So. so who likes the candles more, George or Bob? Who likes them more? Yeah. You know, half the time I can't remember <laughs> if I'm George or Bob. So. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Okay. So I want to know a little bit about, you know, you, you spoke just briefly about how relationships that, you know, that impacts things. And um, so even with a child coming along, you know, that impacted sort of where you want your business to go and what you want to do. Um, did you feel like you had the flexibility because you were having a child? I mean, there's, you know, your, your life is changing now. How will that well, um yeah, I mean, I, I see where you're going with that. And uh, yeah, that's a point that I kind of wanted to bring up too. You know, when we first launched, uh, we operated out of my my residence because I had a office with an entrance for about four to six months or so. And then uh, we were able to launch from there into a full retail site uh, with office space. You know, even while I was working out of the house, it was basically, I don't want to say 24-7 because obviously I slept, but not much. No, um, you definitely, I, I followed you on Facebook, man. You didn't sleep. Yeah. I, I mean, and that really continued once we launched the uh, the office space. You know, it wasn't uncommon for me to work 80 plus hours in a week. And, you know, I did that for the first probably... Four and a half, yeah, about five years or so that we've been here. So, um, you know, I was kind of used to the long hours. I, I start work, you know, before we ever get to the office and long after we left or, you know, we're technically closed. But I, I think dedication like that is key if you want to make your business successful. Nice thing is uh, a little over a year ago, I actually started taking some time off. I'm out of here at a decent time. Yeah, there's a lot of times I'm working remotely from home, but at least I'm home and, you know, kind of putting some more effort back into the family. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard on a family. Uh, even when you don't have kids at that point, it, it's a struggle to find that balance between office and, and home. My wife's been pretty understanding about that. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's definitely hardships there that uh, you have to overcome. You know, once we found out we we're going to have a baby, yeah, it was planned. It, it was nice because it was like I had some time at home prior to that to kind of adjust to being home, which mm-hmm. sounds kind of strange to say, but it was an adjustment because when you're so used to being at work all the time, it's like you just want to keep moving and keep moving. And, you know, you're thinking about what you should be working on, but it gave me some time to adjust and just kind of like relax and take in family a bit. Right. And, I, you know, I think what you'll find because you're, 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 child is still very small and, and young, you know, it does become, even Jared has, has learned this, you know, it, kids are, you know, they're nonstop and it's that other job on top of the job that you already have. And when you come home, they, they, they need you. So, you know, it's, I can understand that you would need that time to sort of adjust to what, what life is to have sort of downtime almost. I mean, and there isn't a whole lot of downtime now that uh, my daughter's here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get home, you, you're, you know, sanitizing bottles and you know, cleaning from this, that, or the other, and washing mm-hmm. this and that. We use cloth diapers, so, you know, there's always laundry on top of her normal clothes throughout the day. So, you know, basically you get home and, and you're working until 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night as it right. is. And right. then I get up with her, you, uh, my wife, uh, in the middle of the night uh, as much as I can, which is pretty frequent for feedings and that sort of thing. and uh, try to be as useful as I can around the house. Well, that's great. I am I'm certain that your wife appreciates that. Uh, some days I wonder. But, uh, <laughs> 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 
Um, you know, earlier in the interview, you, you mentioned that, um, because I keep thinking about this, you know, that, that you said you're in IT, which a lot of times I think you think of IT and you think it's not really something that you're working with people, you're working with computers, but you really have said that, that the networking part of it and the, the rapport and the relationship, that that was really important. So do you have like, in, in terms of that, do you have advice for someone if they were going into this kind of business or, you know, just into IT in general, that that's an important piece or what, like how? Yeah. Well, your, them. your thoughts are right on key with some of my highlighted notes. Um, yeah, basically, I was kind of outgoing growing up. I do everything and every, anything and everything to be different, which in some ways made me a little bit more popular. But at the same time, I guess you could say I had a bit of a social anxiety as well about like, you know, the fear of rejection and that sort of thing. And that continued throughout college. That continued even into, you know, my previous employment. And that's something that was probably the, one of the biggest hurdles to overcome was, you know, breaking those barriers down and really being open and improving my communication with, with the client, especially new clients. I mean, you have to basically own the room to sell your services and, and your product. Mm -hmm. uh, if you lack the confidence and the, and the ability to communicate with them, then, you know, you're not going to make that sale. And, and obviously to continue your operations, you have to, you have to be able to do that. So um, right. that, and I see a lot of IT professionals uh, that really lack that. And generally they're, they're looked down upon amongst their clients. They're like, you know, they have no communication. They kind of gruff and to the point mm -hmm. and uh, the client really likes to be able to, to relate to to the person that's there helping them through their their issues. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I I feel like I would think the same thing if I had somebody you know doing work like that for me. That that's something that I would want. I like that you know ability to talk to somebody and not feel like you're because you know sometimes too. I will tell you that there there are certain IT people that will make you feel like you're the biggest idiot oh, right. in the world. And I I am. I mean, I, I fully probably am one of those people at times. You know, where I'm like, oh, I just needed to turn it on and off again. Okay, got it. Or plug yeah. it in, but. Even though you may be thinking it like, oh, wow, this is a new <laughs> thing. Well, how couldn't you figure this out? Right. You, know, you have to stop and think that, you know, this isn't what that individual does day in and day out. So they're coming to you for support and, you know, they don't want to feel belittled. Right. Right. It's support. It's support. And the whole point of that is support. You're, you're giving them, you know, a sense of, of sort of calm and making them feel more at ease and better about the whole situation. So, yeah. And, and the better that you can support them, the more you hopefully can make their company grow, which in turn is going to help you grow because their needs and uh, for support is going to grow along with that. Yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things that I'm, I'm seeing develop with um, IT or, or just anything with, with tech support across the board. There's really these symbiotic relationships that are being formed where the support group is helping the the front end of the business that they're helping grow. And in turn, they're both starting to rely on each other and they're both growing together. And now you're getting other things involved like outsourcing of different programmers or you know different specialists and things like that. And everybody is this big collective that has to work together. And if one piece of that chain doesn't function as well as the other, everybody's suffering but in the same respect a lot of those other um, individuals or businesses will come in and they'll help even if it doesn't benefit them directly at the time because there's an understanding that if we help someone who's struggling now everybody's going to benefit down the road right sure. absolutely yeah that's that's cool I, it's really neat to see it and you know i've been running businesses for 20 years and, and well, over 20 years now Ugh. but for over 20 years and this is something that's kind of new you know to, to see happening it's very very cool so but i'm way getting off track here so what's what's the future hold for you sean what's what's the next five ten years look like for you 
You know, I love to say great big things, um, <laughs> uh, which is a good possibility. You know, we're we're growing as a company. There's always hurdles to overcome, of course. But uh, nice thing is we always have options, uh, and options are great. It's just a matter of playing your cards right. I think most of the time, uh, we've done well as far as that goes up to this point. You know, there's a there's a few investors that have interest. You know. That's all. It's all open for discussion yet, though. So we'll, we'll see where that all plays. But I'm also toying around with the idea of uh, launching another company, um, photography company. Um, so that would be kind of a separate side entity altogether. An old friend uh, was talking about doing that herself recently. So we did breakfast uh, just to see if there was some interest and stuff. She doesn't feel like her skill set's quite there yet. The amount of time involved to do that is, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what I want to know, would it be photography and candles? You know, it's, it's scary how well those <laughs> go hand in hand. <laughs> they do. They do. Candles go with everything, really. <laughs> You know, you can take photos of all of those, put them out on uh, e-commerce sites. So they really go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sean yeah. does photography. I've, I've seen a lot of, you've probably not seen any because you're not friends on Facebook, but do you still, where do you post your photos now, Sean? Are they still on um, Facebook? Or? Over the last year, I haven't done a whole lot of posting just because I haven't had a whole lot of time to get out and do it. You know, I'm home, but like I said, most of my focus has been at home too, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I have that, that time. But I, yeah, I do some landscape photography. You know, I'm pretty critical about my, my photography. I don't think it's, you know, anything super great, but it is a, a thing that I'm, I'm growing. I've done some portraitry work, macro. Real estate photography can be really big. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it real estate, but I've done similar type of photography for some web pages we've done where our we have contractor clients that wanted to show off some of their work. Uh, and that's actually a lot of fun. And I, I have a lot of friends and clients in real estate and um, you know they all kind of seem to think that there's you know a good future in real estate photography, especially if you're doing the MLS listing for them. You can basically just take it and run with them. Do some drone photography as well, so I could tie that in there as well, uh, which I have to get licensed for because if you do professional or if you offer professional services uh, with drones, you, mm-hmm. you have to get licensed, which is actually more tailored towards getting your pilot's license. <laughs> a lot of the questions don't really pertain to drones uh, as much as it is you know actually flying a plane or that type of thing. So you know we'll see. I think the nearest testing centers like. Greensburg or Evansburg. So it's a little bit of a ways away. And I think the test is fairly easy, but uh, you know, we'll see. I, I could always start internally picking up my camera and doing some shots, but sure. Sure. I'm not well, sure that's, how you, that's how you start. Yeah. I, I don't know which, which area of photography I'd even want to dive down, but um, knowing a lot of photographers, you really don't want to limit yourself to the t- a specific type of photography either, because uh, it's really hard to generate revenue at any one type of photography. You, you really need to explore multiple avenues so it sounds like you'd have to be a jack of all trades but a master of none yeah yeah i think you'd be all right so all right sean so what kind of plugs you got for us tell us about where people can find your business or uh, how you can yeah, find you on we'll facebook whatever uh granted the site needs updated a bit but you can find us at 701 georgian place in somerset or you know phone number 814-703-0369 uh we're also on facebook you know so get out there like our page get some updates from time to time i'd like to say check out my photography work but um my my portfolio is in the makings but you could always check it out if you if you want uh just don't criticize me too hard because <laughs> it needs updated uh, and rearrange, but uh, mrblairphotography.com is where you can go and check out some of my, some of my work there. Right. And what was the uh, business website? Again, your mic dropped out just a little bit. I want to make sure. Georgeandbobs.com. Georgeandbobs.com. A-N-D? 
A and D in that case, yes. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Um, any more questions for Sean, Annalisa? Um, can I get one of those candles? One of the candles? Yeah, sure. I, I want one of those candles. <laughs> they sound amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they take away the smell of, of, of fields, working out in the fields and manure, then I'm all in. So. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you can't have too many, um, unless you ask my wife, because I've got a whole cupboard full at home. You know, every new set we get, we have to get it and burn it at home. Right, just to test it out. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Sean, it was really nice to, to talk to you, and it was really nice meeting you. Likewise. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks a lot, Sean. It was great. Good talking again, buddy. Thanks, Jared. You have a great one. You too, buddy. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you've enjoyed it. As always, you can find new episodes of When I Grow Up on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. New episodes come out the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. You can find out more about me at truejared.com. That's T-R-U-J-A-R-E-D.com. You can also hear the latest episode of the podcast on that website. Just follow the links. You can also visit Annalisa on her website, annalisabakes.com. A-N-N-A-L-I-S-A-B-A-K-E-S.com. Check out some of the really, really cool cakes that she makes. We'll be updating some new photos here pretty soon, I think. If you have any suggestions for the podcast or questions, you can always hit me up on Twitter at TrueJared, T-R-U-J-A-R-E-D. And as always, we'd really appreciate it if you took the time to give us a like, a rate, or a review. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Peace.